Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. The new season of Scams and Cons begins in February, and we're putting together some great episodes that we know you'll like. In the meantime, we thought we'd tell you something about the face on our logo. That's Victor Lustig. He sold the Eiffel Tower twice, and that's how he earned his corner seat. Now, I'll tell you his story in a minute, but selling public property is not an uncommon scam. So let's take a look at a few. Over a 30-year period in New York, you could have become the proud owner of the Brooklyn Bridge. Conman George Park was willing to take your money and provide you with the deed. The con went on so long because police couldn't catch him in the act. Several times, new owners tried to set up toll booths only to have the police break the bad news and chase them away. If the bridge didn't interest you, Parker could have sold you Madison Square Garden, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, or the Statue of Liberty. But the bridge was the most popular, and he sold it at least twice a week for as much as $5,000. Parker's success came from preying on those who knew little about the United States and had money in their pocket. Immigrants who just arrived in the country seeking a better life. He paid longshoremen to steer suckers to him by letting them in on this fabulous opportunity. One of his most bodacious scams was pretending to be the grandson of Ulysses S. Grant, and he was seeking money to maintain the former president's tomb. His long career ended in 1928 when he was arrested for passing a bad check. Parker died in 1936 at Sing Sing Prison in New York. Now, selling the London Bridge, well, that's another matter. Missourian Robert P. McCulloch of McCulloch Oil bought it in 1968 for $2.4 million. The thing is, it was legit. He really did buy the bridge and ended up moving it to Arizona. Here's how it worked. The bridge was old and in need of great repair. The city decided it would be better to build a new bridge than fix the old one. City Council member Ivan Lucan proposed selling the bridge, and his idea was mocked. Until 1968, when England put it on the market. Wikipedia says the bridge's blocks were taken to Maryville Quarry at Princetown in Devon for repair. 10,000 tons of granite blocks were shipped via the Panama Canal to California, then trucked from Long Beach to Arizona. They were used as a facade for a new hollow-core steel-reinforced concrete bridge. It was constructed at Lake Havasaw City, Arizona, and was rededicated in 1971. The new bridge now spans Bridgewater Channel. Before visiting Paris, we'll make a stop at London Tower. In late 2021, real estate firm Foxens wanted to put it up for sale, a move that did not please the rightful owner, the Queen of England. In a letter sent to one of the tower's beefeaters, 
the firm wanted the opportunity to provide a, quote, professional opinion of the sales or rental value in the current market with no strings attached, end quote. The Beefeaters are responsible for guarding the 900-year-old landmark and escorting tourists through the facility, which is really 21 towers. It's unknown whether the letter was a mistake or a prank. Finally, it's time to cross the channel, make our way to Paris, where we can gaze at the Eiffel Tower. Every good con has an element of truth to it. That's what worked to Lustig's advantage. In 1925, there were news reports about how expensive it was for the city to maintain. The article also suggested Parisians would be happy to see it go. Lustig had his hook, so he had stationery printed and sent official-looking letters to vendors saying the city wanted to sell the tower for scrap. He also noted the move would likely be controversial and asked that the plans be kept private. As bids came in, Lustig fingered Andre Poisson as the most promising sucker. Lustig suggested that a bribe could help Poisson become the winning bidder, so 70,000 francs changed hands. Since the franc no longer exists, the conversion is difficult, but today it would be worth about $187,000. Flush with cash, Lustig beat it out of Paris for Austria. Lustig figured Poisson would be too embarrassed to admit the fraud. Poisson believed that owning the tower would make him one of France's elite. Plus, he tried to bribe a city official, even if the official was an imposter. Later that year, Lustig returned to Paris to run the scam again. As the deal was closing, police caught wind of it and Lustig set sail for America. But the con that really proved that Lustig had big brass ones is when he conned Al Capone. Lustig asked Capone for $50,000 and promised he could double it in two months. Capone handed over the cash, and Lustig put it in a safe deposit box. At the end of two months, Lustig told Capone the deal fell through and returned all $50,000. Capone was grateful for Lustig's honesty and gave him $5,000 for his trouble. Grazie. Lustig went on to run various other cons and eventually got into counterfeiting. Things were going reasonably well until Lustig's girlfriend discovered he was having an affair with another man's mistress. Eager for revenge, she dropped a dime and the feds hauled Lustig away. He was eventually sentenced to 20 years in Alcatraz. In 1947, he contracted pneumonia and died at a federal medical facility in Springfield, Missouri. It's said that crime doesn't pay, but Victor Lustig and George Parker did quite well for quite some time. They died in jail, but they had a good run before they heard the slam of a steel door. Their grand scams were born of ingenuity, street smarts, and a grifter's heart. In just a few weeks, Scams and Cons returns, taking you inside the scam so you won't be fooled. If you think you're too savvy to get conned, then step right up, and I'll tell you how you can own the Golden Gate Bridge. Thanks for listening.
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave four-year vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.